Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. It's the Keishi Tapes, episode... 124, John Eulett, Favaz. Hi, John. And this is an interview that Favaz did with the late, he just passed away, Larry Flint. Yes, John, in our never-ending quest to bring death to the people, we're bringing you another interview of somebody that just croaked, and that's Larry Flint. And Larry, I don't remember the year, I think it was 2000, uh, maybe uh, two or three he came in, and I remember, I've, I've got a picture of him somewhere. Um, where I kind of bent down and took a picture next to him. He came in with his gold-plated wheelchair, um, and I don't remember what he was pushing. Uh, was he pushing the First Amendment? You know, he's very famous for that. Yeah. He's pushing uh, the wheelchair. We know that. Well, there, he had somebody push the wheelchair oh. for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had somebody come in. So anyway, uh, I found this interview. It is on cassette tape, and it sounds pretty good, and uh, we're going to do it for you now. Okay. Now, when he was younger, he didn't speak uh, kind of like that the way he did towards the. I think he started years. to speak that way after he was, you know, the assassination attempt on, oh, that's him, right. on his life. Yes. I think that's what it what it was. Oh, okay. You know, so. All right. An icon of pop culture here in the United States for a long time now, longtime publisher of Hustler magazine, Larry Flint. In the studio. Hi, Larry. Good afternoon. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, welcome to St. Louis. When was the last time you were in St. Louis? Have any idea? Uh, about 40 years ago. When 40? I was in the army. Really? Yeah. I'll be damned. He was in the army. Years ago, in the wow. Army. Okay. <laughs> You're serious? 40 years ago? Yeah, I was stationed out of Fort Leonard Were you? Wow. Well, that's not St. Louis, really. Well, but it's close. close. Yeah, but yeah. You know. That's funny. Ford Leonard Woods. So I guess you had to come up, uh, take a train, and take it to Union Station, maybe, or something. Yeah, I tell you, yeah, take the train. Yeah. Take the train. All right. So Larry is in town uh, to promote his brand new club over on the east side at the uh, on Highway 64, Washington Park exit, the Larry Flint Hustler Club. That's, That's what right. he was promoting, John. Oh, what a, he has a new club. He had a new club over there. Yeah, and I think I went to it. Is it still there? If it is, it's not called that anymore. Mm, okay. But yeah, but I remember going. And when did those start? And it's about time we got oh, one. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, uh, you know, Hustler's been around for almost 30 years now. And people were always telling me that I didn't ri- realize the strength of the brand name. And uh, I wasn't using it to its fullest potential. So we started opening uh, retail stores, so-called erotic boutiques. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, we started uh, producing videos, and we got in the nightclub business. Uh, we first opened in New Orleans about three years ago on Bourbon Street. Uh, a place, perfect place, no doubt. It's been a huge success. Yeah. San Francisco, a huge success. Uh, we hope uh, uh, St. Louis is going to do great. I, got- I wonder how it did. Uh, boy, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, I'm brain straining on uh, Playboy's uh, owner. Um, 
Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. You know, at least Hugh Hefner portrayed a yeah. bit of sexiness. He's that playboy type. Like, yeah, he's a playboy type. Uh, Larry Flint never had that image. He just seemed like a dirty dude. Yeah, just a dirty, <laughs> just a dirty guy. And that movie. Have you ever seen the movie with Woody Har- Harrelson and uh, 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 Courtney Love Mm-mm. about him? It, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Club opening and. The first of October in uh, uh, Paris, France. Really? And and one outside Tokyo, Japan. Wow, so you're moving. Wonder how much he was worth when he passed away. Well, let me see, John. You find out. Okay. If we could describe what it's like, it's you know it's a boutique where you can buy novelty items and stuff like that. Correct. And, and well, that that's in the store. That's part. in the store part. Uh, store part. You can buy. You, know, you can buy lingerie, leather goods, you know, sex toys, whips? vibrators, whips, anyway, yeah, yeah. whips, vibrators. Sorry, I brought it up. Yeah. Um, Larry Flint, American entrepreneur and publisher, who Died had broke. a net worth oh. of five hundred million. Oh yeah, at the time of his death. Holy cow! Wow, five hundred mil. What about Offspring? Where's that money going to go? Yeah, I would. Th- well, he had a son that I think started publishing Hustler. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not sure. All the things for kinky people. And then you have the nightclub right with it where girls did. He said kinky people. <laughs> uh, yes. And this week is uh, Julie. Uh, uh, oh, come on, John Scary. Brain strain. Brain strain. Here we go. Brain strain 100 years ago. Okay. I'm counting on you for this. Do you remember, Larry, who's appearing this weekend? Julie Ashton. Julie? No, it's not Julie Ashton. Uh, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Jill Kelly, thank you, Jill Kelly, and uh, uh, Judy Mufudi with a concrete booty. No, ooh, she's hot. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> the girl's name, last last name may have been Ashton. I don't remember. Anyway, so two, you're starting off with two national uh, film stars uh, this weekend. So it's going to be a nice, big, grand opening. Uh, yeah, I, I was there last night. It was, it was very busy last night, even though we're just right. So I like getting ready for the grand opening. So, so you like how? And people don't know that he has a. Some people don't know that he has a solid gold-plated wheelchair. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. Oh, you uh, did. Yeah, he came in the studio with that. Yeah, you know, I took a picture with him. Oh, you did mention that earlier in the podcast. I believe I did. Oh. I said he came into the studio. Pay attention, John. Pay attention. Wake up and go to sleep. Pay attention. <laughs> How it is and how it looks and all that stuff. Do you have to give like your final uh, approval or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I th- I think it looks very well. You know, I'm not involved in the club from a management point of view. I have uh, a guy who I've... I don't stoop low enough to do stupid <laughs> stuff like that. I have my flunkies who handle that kind of stuff. I just thirty-five years hustler publisher. That's right. That's I, it. I invented this crap. The rest of the work is for you all to do. <laughs> who who does all of this? But and, it still has your name on it, so you yeah. want it to be good, and you, I guess yeah. you trust the guy, no doubt. Yeah. So um, let me. We're talking to Larry Flint of Hustler right now on Casey, and um, I was reading Motley Crue's biography. And they talked to you, talked about you quite a bit. Uh, were they the funnest band in the day that you partied with? Could, could anybody? top them because it's amazing that they're alive uh, <laughs> they probably were the funniest uh, um I just have pro- but I don't laugh much, so you know, as far as funny goes, I don't know. I think I, I think he used to laugh. <laughs> I don't know. He seems so serious. I was my home in Beverly Hills all the time. Of course, Molly Crew always came when they went town and. 
That was when, remember the group Devo, they were very hot. Right, they used sure. to be there. Uh, Frank Zappa used to hang out there. We, oh. we, we had the Zappa. Oh, we darn. Frank yeah. Zappa used to hang out there. Yeah. Huh. Virtually a ton of musicians, you know, that uh, what a great life came to our parties. And uh, it was, uh, got pretty wild at times. But Molly Crew was probably the funniest? Because uh, you got a craziest. big smile, the craziest. The you got craziest. a big smile on your face right They're now. Crazy. <laughs> Any stories? Is he? Hopefully, he I don't uh, know. Uh, like I said, I'm surprised. And, uh, uh, everybody looks at Tommy Lee as being uh, uh, probably the wildest of the bunch, and it, wa- it wasn't him. It was Nicky Six, you know, <laughs> and the others, you know. Yeah, Tommy's. Was, I mean, if you really talk to Tommy, he's a quiet, very nice guy. But yeah, Nicky's a wild man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. You ever, uh, I guess uh, your movie came out years ago. Do you ever talk to Woody Harrelson and Courtney Love anymore, who starred in Larry Flint versus oh, the People? I, I, oh, we, everybody really form, formed a bond on that movie. And yeah. I'm in touch with everyone on a frequent basis. And um, uh, the movie has actually become one of uh, uh, Columbia Pictures' uh, best selling no kidding. Uh, videos. I don't doubt that. Tony? Is it cold? Is coffee's cold? Is that what it is? <laughs> Thank you, John. You pour Larry Flynn cold coffee. Wow. No, just kidding. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, also these... about the other publications that are out, of course. The... If only we all knew mm. what those guys knew, that sex sells and right. there's huge money in it. Right. Most people just don't, just didn't get 500 involved. 500 million. I know. They were fearless to get involved in it, and right. you know they didn't care what anybody thought. Right. Not only that, I mean, and he did go up against, uh, you know, uh, several of the religious corporations or, you know, if you yeah. will, and and uh, and the, the First Amendment, the rights to, to do what he did. Right. You know, yeah. he wasn't yeah. afraid. No. Three are Penthouse, Hustler, and Playboy. Are you friendly at all with Hefner or Guccione like that? Do you have... Yeah, uh, well, uh, I know both of them, but... Uh, uh, you know, on any occasion, I've had to be w- with them. There has uh, always been an inordinate amount of tension, and I just really? I just assume that that's from uh, everybody's competitive spirit, ego. You know? But uh, yeah, because Playboy was the it was the king for a right, long time, absolutely. And then Larry came along with Hustler and made it dirtier, right? Than Playboy. Right. Right. And so, yeah. If, if you just hear the names Playboy and Hustler, you know, you know, even when you were a young man, John, you know which one was dirtier. Right. Right. You know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You knew which one you were sinning with more. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Playboy was more of a venial sin, whereas a Hustler was more of a mortal sin. <laughs> Uh, Hustler is now more successful than either one of the other two magazines, mainly because of the way we've diversified. Sure. What was the first year for Hustler? Pardon? What was the first year? 1974. Wow. So, uh, 74. So, Hmm. 57, 67. I was nine. Seven. I was 17 years old. Yeah. Uh, You were right in the prime. You were in the wheelhouse, baby. I was. Now I publish over 30 different prime target magazines, <laughs> and only 25% of them are adult titles. All the rest are non-adult titles. Give me, like, give me a couple of non-adult titles. 
um, skateboarding magazine. It's the largest skateboarding magazine in America. Okay, we yeah. have snowboarding magazine. Naked snowboarding? Naked uh, skateboarding? No. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> why wouldn't you? But why, why? So, so yeah. So when, what year was this again? I want to, I, I don't know for sure. We moved to that building, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, shortly after 9-11 which was in 01. So I want to say that was 02 or 03. Okay, so the magazine industry hadn't gotten quite hit the way it's gotten no. hit right yeah. now. So yeah. at this point, he was still doing really well. It was I almost guess. 20 years ago. He was uh, in his late 50s or maybe about 60. Yeah. A yeah. hot boat, uh, which is uh, uh, the largest uh, boating magazine for uh, medium-sized uh, uh, outboard boats. Yeah, the things that you can do while you're naked. Yeah, this no. is, I see the pattern. It's yeah. great. Larry. And uh, you think right then he was gonna about to hire you or something, or do you think uh, he was I just want him to laugh? He laughed at the first joke I made. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just think he was like, uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you were uh, trying to impress him with your uh, marketing skills. Maybe pick up an extra <laughs> extra job. You know, and we, you know, we uh, as I told you before, we expanded into the retail business right. and the, the video business as well, and the casino business. Casino so, business, wow. Casino in Southern California. Wow. So. Larry Flint is here in the studio. Once again, the Larry Flint Hustler Club opening. Uh, actually, it's grand opening is tonight, technically. Uh, and uh, it is happening at Highway 64 and Washington Park. It used to be Deja Vu. They've remodeled it and everything. It's going to be really cool. Larry, what, what is your, uh, if you could get a state of the porn addressed to uh, the city of St. Louis, what do you, how do you think the state of porn is in the United States and, and the First Amendment rights and everything? Is it, is it has it changed at all since you started in 1974? What? <laughs> What's that? A hell of a question. <sighs> well, <laughs> why you ask a big question? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, you know, did the founding fathers have Hustle Magazine in mind when it drafted when they drafted the Constitution? Um, they did. So they had it in mind when they drafted the Constitution. Well, I, I think interesting. he's being facetious about it. I know, it, but, but I mean, he makes an interesting point. Yeah. But they wish they did. No, <laughs> I don't think so. But I think what they did have in mind was um, uh, uh, the right of free choice. And that's what the First Amendment gets its vitality and meaning from. And... Uh, free speech is not the freedom for the thought you love, but rather for the thought you hate the most. True. You know, if you're not going to offend anyone, uh, you don't need protection of the First Amendment. There's some people that are offended by pornography, then they shouldn't buy it. True. Very you know? true. I always thought that. Uh, they don't have to be exposed to it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, if you go out there and take a poll among Americans and ask how many of you believe in free speech, 97% will say yes. Then when you ask them, well, what about hate speech? What about flag burning? What about pornography? And all of a sudden that falls to below 50%. So mm -hmm. we should be thankful that we have a constitution to protect the minority who really, really and truly believe in free speech. Well, yeah. yeah he, he was getting a little fired up. Could you tell? Yeah, that's his passion. Yeah. 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 He fought several years for that. Yeah, he makes a lot of First good points. First Amendment rights, yeah. Yeah, I know. Larry Flint, his well, I mean, You know, we're going through all that right now with social media on, you know, that on steroids. This, this, right. That's what he's talking about is right now on steroids. Right. People are saying, well, such and such a 
point of view is, is being blocked. Other people say uh, it should be blocked because it uh, is to incite violence or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there is a fine line between free speech and inciting violence. Yes, there is. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, where Larry would, I wonder where Larry would stand on something like that. I don't know. Born address on Casey is beautiful. Uh, Larry Flint is here, uh, and uh, he is uh, hanging out this, this afternoon. He's going to be at his club tonight from like five to seven. <laughs> I got that down. You did. You sounded um, just like him. What'd you do? Uh, where were you on September 11th last year? You know, everything. Everybody was talking about so that yesterday. 02. Where? What, what was Larry? What? It was O two. O two. Where were you on September 11th last year? Okay. Flint doing on September 11th last year uh, when everything happened. Do you remember? Well. Uh, I, I, I was getting a big deal on feminine vibrators and uh, <laughs> mass produced out of China. What you, a good question. I just signed for it. <laughs> Actually, my date, my my daily schedule is uh, is unusual from the average person, and uh, that I always go into my office late and I work late. Yeah. So uh, uh, it was morning. I was still home. Uh, and I watched, and I knew, even when the first plane hit, uh, that it was no accident. Yeah, you thought it was terrible. Ah, uh, but was it free speech? I don't know, Larry. Oh, no, uh, don't go there, John. No, no, I'm kidding. Right off the bat. I thought it was terrorist attack right away. <clears throat> and I speak an awfully lot on college campuses all over the world, not just here, but in England, at Oxford, and right. Cambridge. And I... I have predicted uh, these attacks long before they happen no. because, you know, uh, our government uh, comes off like a schoolyard bully and trying to peddle democracy to the people who are the least of all interested in it. Hmm. Now, we know... Muslims have treated their women like second-class citizens for 2,000 years. We are not going to change this. That's their culture. We are not going to change their culture. As much as every woman in America would like for it to be better for a woman in Saudi Arabia, it's just not going to happen. So when you start tampering with these cultures... You create a hatred and resentment toward America. Now, now, someone could say, you know, didn't you do that with your pornography in the eyes of Christians? You kept trying to change cultural among, culture amongst Christians, did he not? I don't know. I was thinking about the Saudi Arabians, John, about how yeah. the women are over there allowed to drive and things like that. And things have come forward for them, mm-hmm. you know, some some Muslim women in, in, in certain countries, you know. Remember, those what guys flew those planes into the towers. They could have flown into the Eiffel Tower in right, France. They could have went into London. They could have went to Japan, Australia, where, but they decided on doing it to America. And I think there's a strong message there. And it's a message that uh, the president, unfortunately, and, uh, and and John Ashcroft as well, are trying to... John Ashcroft, former governor of the state of Missouri. Right. He and, was attorney general at the time. Yeah, he was attorney general of the, of the United, United States. Because he was also Missouri attorney general for a short period of time, right. too. Yep. Nine. 
You know, I agree there's no excuse for what happened. There's no way to justify it. And I think the war should be fought against terrorism, and I think these people should be prosecuted, and that they should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. But at the same time, our government has to be willing to acknowledge what caused this to begin with. You know, we have to change the way we do business with other countries. We see what happens. It's all going to unfold. And something sick and twisted about having President Bush talk to the U.N. today and Larry Flint at KC95 given now his yes. State of the Union. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Larry it's, Flint. What a beautiful moment there on KC95. It was. I, sure. I shed a tear yeah. almost. And then after that, of course, uh, the United States went to war uh, in Iraq. Right. Yeah. And to this day, I think if you take polls, 50-some-odd percent of people think that Iraq was responsible for plane attacks on 9-11, hmm. and they were not. They were not. And they were not. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Not funny, funny, but yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. And why did I say that? I forgot what I said that. I don't know. Play the tape. Again, publisher of Hustler Magazine since 1974. Happened in- oh, he was talking about how we do business with other right. countries. <clears throat> and, then, and then that happened. Right. Are opening his new club, the Larry Flint Hustler Club. Used to be Deja Vu, 64, and Washington Park. Tonight is the grand opening. And uh, not only is it a boutique where you can buy novelties and lingerie and stuff like that, but it is also a dance club. Can't wait to see it, Larry. It was a pleasure and a thrill meeting you today, and uh, good luck to you in the future. Thank you. All right. There's something new. All right, there you go. Larry Flint. Good interview. He made some good points, man. You know, yeah, uh, he always then. has, but I mean, uh, there's, yeah. he's also being, I mean, there's some hypocritical s- stuff being said there, too, yeah. I think, you know. So, yeah, an interesting interview. I mean, uh, the guy has been nothing but interesting his entire life. He and, uh, and, and uh, uh, Hugh. Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I mean, he was 78 when he passed away last week or so, and I think the points that he would make, people would go, ah, you're the publisher of Hustler. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's, you know, people didn't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was it. All right, that's episode 124 of the KC Tapes. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man. And on Instagram, I'm John Hewlett. See you next week, you man. Bye. AMF. The KC Tapes with you man and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app.